This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about New Year planning in your education business. We're in the final month of the year, and it's time to start thinking about 2022 already. So the question is, when should you do it? Is it too early, or should you wait until a few days before the 1st of January? And how should you do it? I thought it would be helpful for you to hear how I plan for the year ahead. You might pick up some little ideas for your own planning for 2022. I'm going to run through my insights on the why, the when, and the how of planning. So let's go. So why should you do it? Well, you wouldn't start driving around aimlessly, hoping to get to a holiday destination. So why would you not make a plan for what you want to achieve over the next year? The reason to do it is to get there in a timely fashion achieve more and be focused on working on the right things in your business and this can be what sets you apart from creating yourself a badly paid reactive admin job in a business that doesn't seem to be going anywhere and growing your skills as a business leader in business that's doing good in the world and going somewhere. When should you do it? Well in all honesty you should do what's right for you. I've done both I have planned really early and then I've planned really late. Now, I tend to get into that mode naturally before I finish before before Christmas, which is actually on Wednesday the 15th, um, I'm finishing. So knowing uh, that it's one of those times I take a true break from Classroom Secrets, I like to start thinking about it beforehand. And I don't know if it's an age thing or a more experienced in business kind of thing or having children off in the school holidays thing. But I like to think about where I am and where I want to get to earlier on so that I can ponder the details and then add to my plan over the Christmas holidays as I'm thinking about it. And it's not that I really want to think about it in the holidays. It just comes to me. I can't help it. Um, So I just use that to my advantage then. What I used to do was I used to plan the day before, um, like, you know, New Year's Eve. (laughs) Um, when I was earlier on in my business, when I didn't need the holidays to be all about holidays. But sometimes I felt like that was quite stressful because I felt like I needed to know all the answers there and then on that day and that I couldn't um, change them once I got into January and I wanted to hit the ground running. So it helps me now to think about them earlier. Now, the Christmas period is such a powerful time of reflection for me. And it might not be that for you, but it is for me. And I just capture everything that comes up in that time. And then I start preparing to make a big dent in my new thing. So I already know when I break up, what are the big things that I'm going to be working on in January? It's kind of like my mind is preparing for it. But planning early does have its drawbacks. So sometimes I can feel like I'm chomping at the bit because I'm just desperate to get on with it in the final week of December. Uh, That's usually in the Christmas holidays because I've known I'm going to start it for so long and I just want to start it. Um, So, you know, you, you have to do what's right for you. So how should you do it then? Well, I still haven't found the formula. You know, as people, we change, don't we? And every year I come to this and I can see that I've changed even more than I did in the previous year, which I think is a brilliant thing. Um, And this means that different things work for me at different times. So I also love new things as well. And I like tweaking things to make them feel more aligned to me. So I never do it in the same way twice anyway. It has to feel right and it has to inspire me. And this is the first time that I actually feel really excited about this process. So it's not just the planning this time, but also the doing. 
And this is because over the last few months, I've been using a new model of getting things done, which I'm going to incorporate into next year's goals. So I love the planning bit. I, I love thinking um, futuristically, but when it comes to the execution, it's not that I can't do it, but sometimes I can feel overwhelmed and, and I don't feel that way anymore. So that's really good. So the first thing to do then is to review. So I've already reviewed 2021. So if you created a plan for 2021, take some time to review it. And if you didn't create a, a plan, then try and list the things that you've actually achieved. So I reviewed my 2021 plan a few days ago and it was eye-opening. It showed me that I did really well in the first few months and then not so well after that because things changed and I didn't review it as often as I would have liked. So there are things on there that I'm still trying to get done. There are also big things that I have done that weren't on my plan either, which isn't a bad thing, but I didn't review my plan enough to add them to the list and make sure that they were important. But I obviously felt like they were important because I did them and I saw them through. So one of the things that I said I would do is more singing and I've not really done that. And a good thing to do is to analyse why. Is it because deep down I really didn't want to do something that um, that feels like it's for me because I find it easier to prioritise goals that I see as beneficial for others? I think that's probably it for me. But why why are you doing that and what's the underlying story that maybe you need to look at? Because this helps you to know whether it should stay on your list or not and whether you need to give it more time and effort. So there are two possible reasons for me here for not achieving. Um, that that I set out to in 2021. One is having the wrong priorities and the other is not seeing the goals. So naturally, the two lessons to learn from this. One, when you write out your list, look for any pitfalls based on what you've learned from your review. So for me with the singing, I know that I didn't do it because that would have prioritised me rather than others. So if I'm aware of that and know that going into 2022, then I can put more effort and attention into it and I could have a word with myself when I notice that I'm just not putting that at the forefront. And number two, for me, it's not enough to have a detailed plan in Evernote because that particular note is not one that I'm revisiting or reviewing every week and I didn't see it enough. So what I'm doing at the moment is using Asana daily and weekly to move through my actions and add new actions from the various projects I'm working on into my list. So this year I'm planning with a difference and bringing the big thinking and the doing together in one place. And what I love about this is that even though I love big thinking, you know, my, my top strength is thinking futuristically, I can still feel overwhelmed by the statements on my plan. Like get a house extension, for example. I mean, where do you even start with that? That's on my list for 2022. But marrying my 2022 plan with Asana, I should really get an affiliate to Asana, shouldn't I? Um, I don't have one, by the way. <laughs> So yes, if you do go sign up to Asana after this, um, I will not benefit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but marrying my 2022 plan with Asana is going to be game changing for me because each one will be a project with its own tasks and subtasks that have subtasks of their own. And it's going to allow me to track what I'm getting done um, much more easily. And most importantly, it will be in the right place where I'm seeing it all the time. So the message here is not to go and buy Asana, um, which obviously you can do if you want to, but make sure that your plan is somewhere that you see it all the time, not just in January and February when we remember before we get out of the habit of doing it. So what should you actually put on your plan then? Is it business? Is it life? 
Well, my example isn't uh, strictly business, is it? So getting an extension will help because I don't have uh, an office currently in my house, uh, which is quite difficult because me and Ed are working full-time from home. Um, but it, it is more of a life goal. But I put both on. And it is up to you what you put on. You might have two plans. But I like to keep mine together and organise, um, you know, whether they're for life or work on my to-do list instead. So another thing I want to say is don't overdo it. I've done this plenty of times before and all that happens is I don't do any of them. So it's better to have fewer things on there that you finish early and then you can add more. And you could even split it into uh, could and must. So maybe you choose eight things that you really do want to achieve and then you could have a section with five more that really aren't as important but would be nice. And what's important from here is to focus on the must section before you get to the could. And if you find yourself dipping into the could section all the time, then maybe those tasks are in the wrong box, um, which you need to think about. And what should we do then if we really get thrown off? Well, last year I was really fired up. I was ready to take some time for me uh, that was much needed. And then the children had to be homeschooled for weeks and weeks on end. And it really affected me. And to be honest, it was a really rubbish start to the year. It really was. And if that were to happen again, and I really hope it doesn't, by the way, um, then I, I know that I would sit down and relook at my plan in more detail and not just try and do it anyway. We can only do what we were capable of. And the quickest way to achieve nothing is to feel overwhelmed and out of control. So if you haven't started thinking about what you want to achieve in 2022, or you haven't reviewed what's happened in 2021, then I hope this gives you some food for thought um, and a place to start with that because you should definitely do it. Um, and just on that education business club is now live which is really exciting um we've actually got a live call tonight where i'm going to be talking through uh, issues in our education businesses with the other members and we'll all be gaining insights from our niche sector peers so if you want to get your questions answered about education business then join us tonight and you can find out more about about it at educationbusinessclub.co.uk forward slash home forward slash the club thank you for listening to the education business podcast to get more information to grow your business sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk